0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, October the 12th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your weekly host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this week once again is world traveler Eric Sprott. Eric, welcome back.
0: Hey, Craig. Uh, great to be here. Uh, that's a tough trip going down to Australia and back, but... Uh it looks like uh, everything's uh, on the up-and-up here, so I was happy to go there and uh, happy to chat about things.
1: Well, I tell you what, are you drinking coffee, or is it cocktail hour, or what is it uh, for for you at this point?
0: No, it's coffee. coffee. I'm back in the Eastern time zone. So. Okay, all right. And, and even, if it, even if it was a cocktail hour, I'd never admit it to you. <laughs> Good point.
1: Good point. I don't hear any ice cubes jingling in the glass, so I guess, all right, we're Okay. <laughs> All right, hey, before we get started, as we always like to uh, point out uh, before we begin, uh, Sprout Money, great place for anybody that's stacking metal or looking to store metal. And we do have two brand new exciting offers for all of our listeners here this week. A uh, one-ounce Royal Canadian Mint gold coin and a one-ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver coin. Very special prices. Gold maple leaf as low as $39.95 U.S. over spot. And that silver maple leaf can be purchased as low as $1.85 over spot. Great deal. Amongst other great deals that can be found at SprottMoney.com or simply call us at 888 8610775 Eric, what's fun? After yesterday, that spot price is up almost 2% for the week. Uh, 3% yesterday. Best day yesterday, Thursday, for the gold price since... The uh, reaction to Brexit, which is now two and a half years ago, June 24, 2016, was the last time we had a day even remotely like yesterday. How are you feeling this week?
0: Well, obviously yesterday was a great day, and uh, the fact that, well, the, the things that really please me, you know, I've never been much of a believer in the stock market here, that I think it's kind of up on air, so uh, to breathe a little reality in the stock market is always uh, somewhat appealing to my uh, sort of logical process of what should happen here and and of course the fact that that gold rallied while all other assets were getting crushed and I would include that as you know we talked many times about the bond market that's been crushed this year now the stock market's getting crushed Uh, I I, I found it very interesting that Bitcoin was down apparently 5% gold was up uh, almost 3% in the futures uh the stocks were up over seven percent on the day the ue's now up something like 18 percent in a month yeah uh, which is the sort of thing that we we expect you know that when it when it goes it really goes fast um now whether or not it's sustainable you know we we're gonna have to play this one out i mean it looks like it's broken out of its april to october downtrend here um uh, support I think is around 1215 something like that, and uh, we're trading at uh, 1222, so uh, we're in pretty good shape here. Uh, silver has been a bit of a laggard relative to what you might have expected, but uh, generally, the fact that the stocks are weak and people immediately ran to gold, and and not just the price changing, but the um, even the ETFs I think they took on something like almost nine tons of gold. Yesterday. Uh, so that's a very encouraging development here to see all of that happen uh, almost overnight, and let's hope that it's sustainable. Hey, I want to ask you
1: just your opinion on something. Um, it, it seems, too, that there's kind of a sea change yesterday. You mentioned gold going up so dramatically. I mean, again, again best day in two and a half years. And there's this uh, something that really we've never seen before. You know, President Trump, for all his bombastic uh, Twitter remarks and everything else, all of a sudden is coming after uh, the Fed and coming after uh, the head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, uh, and insinuating that you know he doesn't want his stock market and his economy ruined by higher interest rates. We've never seen this before, Eric. Do you think that kind of rhetoric could have any impact on cha- forcing the Fed to kind of change course and alter their plans?
0: No, I don't think the rhetoric does. I think the action in the stock market does, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the market continued to sell off here, there's no doubt that the Fed will react to that. I mean, if if people are worried about, you know, the next 100 basis point move, having seen already what the most recent moves have done to housing and auto sales, which has been very negative, yeah, I think the Fed um, is for sure will react to a further stock market decline and they might even react to a a decline if it continues overseas because the overseas thing and particularly now asia which came apart uh, during the middle of this week uh... is starting to have an impact on our market because you can't have you know the the markets for ninety percent of the world's populations crashing and one market not crashing because people have to sell things and when there's a liquidity you sell the winners okay so Lots of people own lots of uh, U.S. stocks, and if all the European stocks or all the Asian stocks are down, they're going to be leaning on uh, on their U.S. position. So, the, the Fed has to be very cognizant of what's going on around the world. And I think what's going on around the world is these rates are starting to hurt, and we saw it reflected in, in the yields, of course. But not, and then once the, once the uh, the yields go up, I mean the whole um, precedent for valuations of stocks and houses and other things going higher is pulled away from you. So things start falling down, and you can get into a bit of a crescendo. We saw that in the last two days with markets down, I guess, at their extreme, something like uh, fourteen or 1,500 points in two days. That's pretty shocking. So, yeah, the Fed will be standing by, but I don't think uh, Trump's comments per se will be taken too seriously.
1: But you did mention the, the mining sector has rebounded, and that was certainly encouraging yesterday. I'm not sure if it was short covering a whole bunch of new money coming in or both, uh, but even things like the GDX and the GDXJ came bouncing back along uh, with the, uh, the entire index, the HUI. Is that typically yeah. how things turn with a big, big uh, jump up like that, well, a big rally in a month?
0: Well, they're typically quite fast, and, uh, of course, lots of people were short here because everyone knew that it was over for gold. Uh, because it wasn't the safe haven asset anymore, as you know, the market t- tended to buy into. But uh, thank God we found out quite quickly that it is the safe haven asset, and they had to reverse themselves. So I'm sure there was lots of short covering there, um, and and lots of portfolio managers. I mean, when you when you look at at the results at the end of the day uh Red, 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 black. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's gold is in the black. Well, maybe we should have some of that. You know, I mean, there was nothing that went up other than gold. So, you know, the, uh, the computers will be spitting out that uh, gold outperformed the market by uh, uh probably a ten percent in the last week. That's not a bad outperformance for a week. If you can yeah. do that for a couple of weeks, it. Uh, it almost makes a year and even the, the stocks going up eighteen percent in a month is like that's that's a year right there. That's a they're pretty good move. So and maybe we've
1: just started. And it is October and as we record on Friday morning the New York Stock Exchange hasn't opened yet and it's uh, looking to open higher. I think S P futures are up twenty five, twenty six points, but boy oh boy, if it rolls over today, Eric, and yeah. we go down, Monday could yeah. get interesting too.
0: Yeah, that won't be it wouldn't be pretty at all, so
1: my friend, uh, you've been, like I mentioned, you've been uh, traveling the world. Uh, I know you were down in Australia and, and, uh, and looked at some stuff down there and presented a few conferences. Sure. I thought it'd be fun just to have us wrap up by you telling us some of the things you saw, some of the things you learned while you were over on sure. the other side of the planet.
0: Well, essentially, uh, I went to Melbourne. I, was, I had a, a little talk at the Australian Club there. Um, but also uh, Melbourne is the home to uh, the Fosterville mine and uh i was we reported our uh, production results Kirkland Lake reported our production results on tuesday of this week uh we produced over 180,000 ounces in the quarter uh with a good improvement in was over 90,000 ounces so that was uh that's very encouraging and i i always remind people that four times 180 is 720 some people can't do that but uh, that's not a bad annualized rate of uh, production, considering that our estimate was something like 620. And um, we've done, we've seemingly done better in most quarters. We're just getting into the swan zone. Uh, I think it provided something like 7,500 ounces in that quarter. But the swan, you know, has grades of 60 grams. So that's almost two ounces per ton. So that should be, uh, when we get in there, uh, that should really... Uh, help our production out of Foster And so things went well there. I, I, I was very pleased with, uh, Kirkland stock going up over 11% yesterday. Uh, but it makes me hearken back to some, something and why the stock got so low. I mean, when it was taken out of the GDXJ, because its market cap went too high. In other words, it was too successful. Uh, the, uh, the the GDXJ announces that on a certain date they'll be disposing of their position in Kirkland Lake. Now I, I find it kind of ridiculous that one of the things that we all know about the market don't even show your order on the floor because there's about 50 guys that will try to front run you on, on just in a minute's notice. Well, give them a month's notice that you're going to do this trade a month from now, and you got everyone piling on. And I think uh, Kirkland suffered by that. So I question the whole structure of the ETF. I think they should change it. They shouldn't pre-announce because the market the market is made up of people taking advantage of others with a foreknowledge. That's what high-frequency trading is. They have a foreknowledge of your order before it gets to the floor. Well, imagine if you give them a one months uh, foreknowledge of something. That it, I, I, so I think it caused Kirkland to be oversold, and I wasn't surprised to see it bounce back. But anyway, things are great down there. I also visited the Beta Hunt mine, that's owned by uh, RNC Minerals. Uh, that's the one that uh, where they came out and said they they think they'll find 30 to 35,000 ounces in the Father's Day vein. They've subsequently come out and said it looks like this thing extends quite a bit further. Uh, but there's no tangible uh, results uh, going along the uh, sedimentary structure uh, that they have found more yet not that they've drilled it by the way so we can't expect anything yet but I just if this comes together that there is a lot of structure to be mined down there They I mean they have 8 kilometers of structure the zone the sedimentary zone goes through the whole 8 kilometers we don't know how well it will be in doubt. I mean, it's not going to be like the Father's Day vein, but, because that would just be impossible that something would be that great. Uh, it, it, it was unheard of, the, uh, the amount of ounces they pulled out of there in such a short time. So we'll have to stand by and see if they can uh, uh, do a little drilling and then prove that this thing will have multi-ounce uh, potential along the strike of that paritic zone. Uh, but I think there's reasons to uh, to be optimistic on that front. I also visited the uh, the Novo properties in Carata, uh, uh, both the uh, conglomerate properties and the uh, marine sediment properties. As uh, uh, Quentin Hanning has suggested, uh, uh, he's kind of leaning towards the the, the mining of marine uh, the marine terrace rather than uh, the conglomerates, because the conglomerates, of course, are, you have to go underground, for the most part, to extract them. And uh, we have not been able to provide the market with the kind of results where we can say with any degree of certainty uh, that how commercial it would be. I think the marine sediment is going to be a lot easier. It's just something you just peel right off the top of the, the surface. And uh, now that we've uh, made a couple of acquisitions in that area to further out our um, our land holdings. Uh, I think that's going to be the area of most influence here, and uh, keeping our fingers crossed that we can quickly uh, determine the commercial feasibility of the marine terrace sediment. So uh, we'll stand by on that one. And so that's, I think that about covers it. I, I'd hope to visit a uh, property in, um, in Japan, but uh, we got typhooned out and couldn't make it but everything uh, everything else seems to be uh, coming together pretty well here particularly with the gold price and the rebound re- the interest in uh, in the gold stock generally so fingers crossed let's hope we can uh, keep the trend going
1: <laughs> sounds like a fun trip and and back to that ETF thing too eric talk about uh, it's almost irresponsible uh, of VanEck to announce because uh, how it hurts the shareholders of their own ETF
0: well that's the funny part you know, the construct is wrong. It needs to be revised. That's what I think. I mean, if I could give him some advice, please revise your methodology. It just is not working anymore. And if you know, if a stock goes down ten percent every time you take it out, and goes up ten percent every time you put it in, man, I don't even want to think about how that affects your results. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyways, worth worth thinking about.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Well, all right. Uh, well, it's nice to have you back. And that was sounds like that was uh, quite the trip. Again, I want to remind everybody before you go. Uh, check out SprottMoney.com, and you can call us at eight 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 six one zero seven seven five. Those are great deals here over the weekend. Again, gold maple leaf, one ounce coin, just thirty nine ninety five over spot, and that silver maple leaf as low as a dollar eighty five over spot. That is that's a tremendous deal. And so, please check us out again, SprottMoney.com. Eric, thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do for the entire sector. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed we can have uh, another good week next week when we get back together next Friday.
0: That would be fantastic. Great to be back, and uh, all the best to you on the weekend.
1: And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening, and have a great weekend.